This hour, the podcast is exclusively sponsored by my good friends at Advantage Gold. Advantage Gold is a five-star rated gold company with one-of-a-kind customer service. And when it comes to gold and precious metals, Advantage Gold is the only company I'll work with. Call Advantage Gold today and make sure you let them know that Mark Levin sent you. And now, let's begin. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post... Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Joe Biden right now, right now, right here in front of millions of listeners, one million dollars that he has the power today, right this minute to secure the border, to take steps to secure the border. He doesn't need this legislation. He is a power that has been used under different authorities, for more than half a century by presidents of both parties. One million dollars. Right now. Enough of this conga line of ruling class liars and propagandists, Democrats, media, special interests telling us they need some more legislation. I can get on the phone with Biden right now. Probably need an interpreter because I don't speak gibberish and that's his language. And tell him exactly how to do it. One million dollars. He can use his communist Chinese money. I'll use real American money. That he can secure the border starting tonight. Now, there's a lot going on on the floor of the House, so I want to speak to what's being voted on and what's being discussed. First, to my friends in the Freedom Caucus, you're going to have a bill come to the floor on whether you're going to support munitions for Israel. Never again means never again, not never again with IRS offsets. We're over $300 trillion in debt. 
Ammunitions for Israel changes none of it. The debt is largely, hugely on autopilot, with most of it resulting from so-called entitlements. Most of these Republicans and others don't have the guts to tackle that. Period. If they do, where's the proposal? From the Freedom Caucus or anybody else? As for discretionary spending, we need members of Congress who will use their heads, prioritize one dollar from the other. You don't slash defense spending, as an example, to fund EVs and every other left-wing project to offset. As I said earlier on radio the other day, the Democrats won't be in the minority forever, and they will blow through any debt limit, as they always do, since one Congress cannot force another Congress to adhere to its decisions. That said, I'm for shutting down the government if that's what it takes this budget cycle to deal with what's in front of us right now. Profligate spending and borrowing. But these so-called spending budget hawks have done absolutely nothing to promote permanent changes, which can only be achieved through Article 5 Convention of States. There is no other way. Some of them give it lip service, but rarely and barely. Others even oppose it. None of them have lifted a finger to actively and relentlessly support it in the states. Not one of them. I've looked and I've checked. They haven't even formed an organized effort, a serious effort to support it. Instead, they beat their chest, they bang their heads against the wall, and accomplished little, in fact, accomplished nothing. So, Mark, why is Israel different, you ask? Well, I'm glad you asked. Among many other things, and I've discussed them over the weeks, our history, our ancient history as Jews, Christians, and yes, Muslims, began there in the state of Israel and are gravely threatened there. They are gravely threatened. And the terrorists and terrorist nations that surround Israel, Israel is surrounded. They seek to wipe out the Jews destroy all vestiges of Judaism and Christianity, all the holy places mentioned in the Bible, all links to our ancient faiths, just like the Taliban in Afghanistan, which has destroyed thousands year-old Buddhist and other holy sites and monuments to wipe out any other faith. And in the Middle East, it's Judaism and Christianity that they seek to wipe out. These Islamists, the terrorists, are, are executing a new crusade. It's an Islamist crusade. And you know what? They'll tell you as much. Go on the internet. Read Hamas's mission statement. Read it all. They don't hide it. They seek to wipe out Jews and Judaism. They seek to wipe out Christians and Christianity. They seek to wipe out Muslims who disagree with them. They seek to wipe out the West and anyone or anything that stands in their way. That's what Israel's fighting. We're not fighting it. Biden's put our troops in harm's way. He's getting them killed. They're not fighting anything. They're just sitting there like clay pigeons to be shot at as targets. And Iran is within weeks. I just read this report today. It's available for you. It's on the Internet. Within weeks, one account is one week. 
of actually having the nuclear weapon they have publicly and desperately sought for 20 years. Then what? Then what? With one nuclear strike, they can destroy thousands of years of civilization. They can destroy an American city. They can destroy whatever they target. What then? We're talking about $14 billion. The one country that's on the front line. It's the tiniest country. Seven million people trying to defend the West. Trying to defend Judaism and Christianity. And yes, peaceful Muslims. One country. And they need more munitions. They're not big enough to have a military industry. They're not big enough. They don't have enough resources. Their citizens come out of the bakery shops. They come out of the electrician union. They come out of their taxes. They come out. They put on the uniform. Every family is affected. Fighting this crusade. Every damn one of them. Defending Jerusalem. Defending Bethlehem. Defending Hebron. Defending the birthplace. Of Jesus Christ. Defending the patriarchs and most of the matriarchs. Defending our churches and our synagogues. They're the only ones. Nobody else. Nobody. Open your Bible. Look at the holy sites. That's where they are. $14 billion. And I got to sit here and talk about offsetting $14 billion. $300 friggin trillion dollars. The Israelis are shedding blood to protect our faiths and our history. They are the only ones on the front line of this war. They are the only ones fighting against this crusade. The Biden regime is providing tens of billions of dollars to the Islamist Nazi crusaders. The regime in Iran, virtually every terrorist group surrounding the state of Israel, while demanding that Israel surrender its country to the very genocidal maniacs who are trying to wipe them out. And Biden doesn't give a damn about offsets. Neither will any Democrat president or Congress that follows. It's a matter of prioritization. When and where you throw down the gauntlet. When and where you throw down the gauntlet. It is time that conservatives, above all others, use their heads get smart, have serious strategies to actually achieve desperately needed results and breathe life back into our Republican Constitution without surrendering civilization to these barbaric crusaders who seek to destroy our histories, our faiths, and our Bible. That's what the vote is about. That's why the Speaker of the House, a religious man, has stripped out this as a standalone bill because Schumer, a self-hater, because Hakeem Jeffries, who comes from a family of anti-Semites, because Joe Biden, who is a backstabbing lowlife, they insist that only, only will Israel get munitions. Only will Israel survive. 
Only will our holy sites of Judaism, Christianity, and yes, Islam, survive. If they vote for more aid for other countries, if they vote to keep our border open. Now, we don't want them to vote for that, do we? So what's the alternative? The Speaker of the House has provided an alternative. Anybody from the Freedom Caucus or the conservative movement who makes these claims and votes against defending Western civilization against these Islamist crusaders, I can never support. This isn't some usual bill. This is life and death. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Folks, by the time you finish listening to this message, the U.S. government will print $8,300 of new money. That's every minute. That's 276 new dollars every single second. Money that won't go to defending our nation or improving our roads. It's wiping away the value of your dollar and your savings. I'm Mark Levin, and I have warned Americans about this crisis. That's why I'm recommending to all my listeners, diversify in precious metals while you still can. And the only gold company I strongly support is Advantage Gold, a five-star rated gold company. They can educate you with the real facts, including why gold may be the single best investment of this decade. Call them right now, folks. 800-900-8000. It's that simple. Tell them Mark Levin sent you, and they'll provide you with a 100% free Golden Shield Wealth Plan to show you exactly how to get started investing in gold right now. Don't wait until it's too late. That's 800-900-8000. 800-900-8000. Call them and remember to tell them you heard it from me, Mark Levin. Performance may vary, of course. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results. You should always consult your financial tax professional. Now it appears that Hamas has murdered 25% of the hostages. And Anthony Blinken's in the Middle East pushing for a ceasefire. Are we living in an insaneville here? I, I don't even understand this, but more on that later. Impeachment. There's a vote taking place in five or ten minutes on the floor of the House. Ken Buck, who's a complete head case, is irrelevant. But there's one of two others say this creates a bad precedent. Let me educate these buffoons. There are people dying in our country. There's slavery taking place on the border. Tens of billions of dollars are flowing into drug cartels' pockets. Venezuela gangs are here. El Salvadoran gangs are here. MS-13. Our nation is flooded because Mr. Mayorkas, up to three weeks ago, said the border is secure. He testified under oath before the House and the Senate. He said it over and over again. Should Biden be impeached? Of course he should. But one does not exclude the other. Mayorkas is also a constitutional officer nominated by a president, confirmed by the Senate. The impeachment clause applies to him, too. And my God, if we're not going to impeach this guy based on what he has done to this country, his defiance of the Constitution, his defiance of his oath to uphold the Constitution, lying before Congress over and over again, 
But we're going to send Bannon to jail. And we're going to send Manafort to jail. And we're going to send Stone to jail. And we're going to send, God knows, to jail. And to have Republicans look at this damn thing and say, what's the impeachable offense? Do they not have IQs that register? The impeachable offense is they violated their oath. They violated the Constitution. And they violated myriad immigration laws. And they lied to Congress and the American people. This is exactly why the impeachment clause is in the Constitution. These are called high crimes. By high crimes, they don't mean mass murder. They don't mean bank embezzlement. When you go back and look at the history of the impeachment clause, a highly debated, discussed, and finally agreed to clause, they look back at English common law. They look back at the British Parliament vis-a-vis the king. That's where they came up with the phrase high crimes. High crimes means offenses against your society. It means taking actions that are in the, not in the best interest, they're in the worst interest of your country. And since you can't be indicted for these things, you must be addressed, in our case, constitutionally. So to have these frauds who claim to wrap themselves in the Constitution, we're opening a door here. And what are you talking about? The door was open when Trump was impeached twice for nothing. Absolutely nothing. Here... Here, right now, look around, America. Look around at the death and the mayhem. For not enforcing federal law, you have an obligation to enforce federal law. If you disagree with it, you take it to the courts and you debate it. And you get a decision. Biden did that twice, he lost, and he still defies judicial decisions. We're going to watch this one closely. There's a lot going on tonight during the course of this program. Really outrageous. The Wall Street Journal editorial page will make you throw up all over your floor. These open border buffoons, these nerds in high rises who don't live on the border, who don't have to deal with what's going on, whose jobs are unaffected, whose lives are unaffected. They pretend there's a policy dispute. It's going to backfire on the Republicans. Well, if the Republicans are incapable of defending themselves and defending the American people, it may well. But what does that have to do with upholding the Constitution and the rule of law? What does that have to do with putting an end to, or at least trying to, slavery on our southern border? What does that have to do with preventing... Gangs, murderous gangs coming into this country from the third world. What does that have to do to protect our children from fentanyl? That's the consequences of violating the Constitution and immigration laws. I'll be right back. 
Folks, by the time you finish listening to this message, the U.S. government will print $8,300 of new money. That's every minute. That's 276 new dollars every single second. Money that won't go to defending our nation or improving our roads. It's wiping away the value of your dollar and your savings. I'm Mark Levin, and I have warned Americans about this crisis. That's why I'm recommending to all my listeners, diversify in precious metals while you still can. And the only gold company I strongly support is Advantage Gold, a five-star rated gold company. They can educate you with the real facts, including why gold may be the single best investment of this decade. Call them right now, folks. 800-900-8000. It's that simple. Tell them Mark Levin sent you, and they'll provide you with a 100% free Golden Shield Wealth Plan to show you exactly how to get started investing in gold right now. Don't wait until it's too late. That's 800-900-8000. 800-900-8000. Call them, and remember to tell them you heard it from me, Mark Levin. Performance may vary, of course. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results. You should always consult your financial tax professional. Mark Levin, radio's principal patriot. Call in now at 877-381-3811. Now, I want to address this decision with this three-judge panel that the media keep calling the D.C. Circuit. It's not the full... Um, number of judges on the D.C. Circuit. It's a three-judge panel. One Obama appointee, one Biden appointee. She's an absolute radical pawn who I've told you about, P.A.N. And an older lady who was appointed by Bush, of course. So I title this, The D.C. Circuit Panel Delivers for the Democrat Party with Support from the Ruling Class Chorus Line. The Ruling Class Chorus Line, in and out of the media can always be depended on to wrap themselves in self-serving and self-righteous proclamations about how they stand for the Constitution, the rule of law, justice, equality, now equity, and all the rest of it, when in fact they are destroying it at every turn in order to empower themselves. They don't much like limited government, separation of powers, judicial restraint, or originalism. In fact, When they're not invoking the Constitution in alleged support of their schemes and aims, they're openly attacking it and those who drafted, adopted, and ratified it. The D.C. Circuit Court is now the most recklessly left-wing court in the nation. That was the intention of Obama and Reid when they expanded it and then populated it with Democrat Party operatives. Hence, you get a three-judge panel, including this Obama and Biden appointee, an aging Bush judge, who lecture us that a president, in this case former president, is not above the law, and therefore he was never intended to carry presidential immunity into the private sector, even for acts he took as president, and which carried immunity at the time when he was president. Since this is a case of first impression, the panel literally had no constitutional basis for its decision. None. The issue is whether our republic can function or even survive if the panel has the final word. Now, what do I mean? If this stands, it will forever alter the nature and power of the office of the presidency. A president will now have to wonder what a future administration of the opposite party, which controls the levers of the Department of Justice and U.S. Attorney's offices and the appointment of special counsels, might do if he makes a decision they assert is criminal in nature. 
You can now imagine how efforts will be made to review with tedious detail the actions of the former president in search of prosecutorial opportunities. And the only reason we're in this place now, even having to discuss this, is because that is exactly what the Biden regime has already done. And that's what it wants to be enshrined, and that's what it wants the courts to support. The Biden regime and its hand-picked special counsel have charged President Trump with four phony crimes. One charge under the Klan Act, two charges under the Enron Obstruction Law, one charge under a federal contractor law. They looked, they looked, they looked, and they found these, these ridiculous laws, but they have a judge, and they, they'll have a jury, and they have a prosecutor. They have a Potemkin courtroom in Washington, D.C., just itching to get at it. Four phony charges, which actually prove my point, that a subsequent administration of the opposite party can criminalize prior events. And it's gone back now, and it has said to a district court, now a circuit court panel, and it's going to say to the Supreme Court, now give your rubber stamp to this. And they picked the most outrageous statutes to do it. So the Biden administration did exactly what I'm warning of. Combing the criminal code, looking for statutes. Especially here where Trump is a former president running against the current president, for the presidency. Biden supporters even openly say that this may be the only way to stop the former president from becoming the next president. It's all intended to prevent quote-unquote Hitler from becoming president again. Now, by the ruling class cart, well, and while they, uh, the ruling class chorus line barks that Trump was overreaching it is they who were overreaching. To say a former president, now private citizen, has no immunity protection that flows from his decision-making as president is to throw the door wide open to the worst kind of abuses of power by a subsequent administration. And to say that that won't be weighing on a president while he's making perhaps the most difficult kinds of decisions. is a lie. He may have to consult with a criminal defense lawyer before he makes a decision. The Democrats, their judges, and their media are counting on the fecklessness of future Republican administrations to refuse to use this newly created enormous power against a former Democrat president. And they might be right. They might be right. You have... Three Republicans right now voting against impeaching Mayorkas. It's a tie vote, 215 to 215. These people are imbeciles. Even more reason to oppose what could be a one-sided Democrat Party tool created by Democrat courts to use against former Republican presidents. I can see it now. They would have used it against Reagan in Iran-Contra. They certainly would have used it against Nixon. They're using it against Trump. They would use it against George W. Bush, even though his surrogate morons don't understand it, over Iraq. That's the grave threat. And it is a threat that will hang over Republican presidents forevermore. 
There's simply no limit to what can be done if this decision stands. Indeed, it is already being done to the current president. They just want it to be institutionalized. They want the imprimatur of the court, and they're in exactly the right jurisdiction to get it. In fact, so outrageous is this panel, so radical, that they did something extraordinarily outrageous, clearly political. They told Donald Trump that he has until February 12th to appeal to the Supreme Court in a separate order. Did you know this, Mr. Producer? And if he does not, then they directed the district court under Chunkin to proceed with the trial. Did you know that, Mr. Producer? So this court not only takes an issue of first impression and turns it on its head, rewrites the Constitution, rewrites the power of the presidency. That's what it's done. Three damn judges. But it now gives Trump six days to appeal to the Supreme Court or they direct the trial court to get started. Why? Why? Every step they take tells you why. They want him convicted before the election. This isn't a judiciary. In Washington, D.C., it's a Politburo. There's simply no question about it. Another disgraceful decision. But the chorus line of the ruling class in Washington, D.C., almost to a man and a woman, almost to a transitioner, they think it's important. It's the rule of law, don't you know? They always dress up tyranny as the rule of law. Totalitarians have been doing that from the beginning of time. This is what the law tells us to do. It's what the Constitution said. The Constitution doesn't say a damn thing. Not a damn thing. So what you're left with is trying to figure out how to preserve the Republic and to preserve our constitutional system. This is a major attack, major attack, on the power of the presidency. Do you understand judicial review is not in the Constitution? It's an implied power. You understand the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals is not in the Constitution. It was created by a Judiciary Act, Congress. And yet look at the power it wields. It's all one way in Washington, D.C. That's exactly why under this phony immigration bill, a.k.a. open border invasion bill, in the language in that bill, It requires all immigration issues, not just immigration cases, all issues to be decided in the D.C. jurisdiction, in the D.C. court. Now, why would they do that? Because the D.C. Court of Appeals is the new Ninth Circuit. That's why. Obama made it that way, and Biden is reinforcing it. So judges in Texas, judges in Arizona, New Mexico, judges in California, judges all over the country have no say. All the jurisdiction flows into these leftists who populate the district and circuit courts in Washington, D.C. That's how it works. As I sit here in America, many of you in your vehicles, cars and trucks, many of you at the dinner table, 
Many of you actually at a sporting event, maybe one of your kids' events, listening. Maybe you have one of those bugs in your ears. We know that. You should know that in the House of Representatives, as I speak, the vote is 215 to 215 on whether to impeach Mayorkas. A tie is a loss. A tie is a loss. Well, now it appears it's 214 to 214, Mr. Producer. I guess two of them had heart attacks or something. Or they're so scared that they, uh, they wet themselves. There are now four Republicans who have voted no. Four. I want you to keep that in mind. I want you to keep that in mind. At the drop of a hat, the Democrats will impeach a Republican. But when you literally have a constitutional officer in charge of immigration reports directly to the president who defies his constitution defies the oath and defies the rule of law and he gets away with it he will just be what Mr. Producer more motivated than ever to keep it up and for those who argue you should have gone after Biden what kind of argument is that of course that's true that doesn't negate the responsibilities of other constitutional officers and it never has So it's a tie vote. So I don't think this gets to the floor as an impeachment vote. I'll let you know after the break. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Folks, by the time you finish listening to this message, the U.S. government will print $8,300 in new money. That's every minute. That's 276 new dollars every single second. Money that won't go to defending our nation or improving our roads. It's wiping away the value of your dollar and your savings. I'm Mark Levin, and I have warned Americans about this crisis. That's why I'm recommending to all my listeners, diversify in precious metals while you still can. And the only gold company I strongly support is Advantage Gold, a five-star rated gold company. They can educate you with the real facts, including why gold may be the single best investment of this decade. Call them right now, folks. 800-900-8000. It's that simple. Tell them Mark Levin sent you, and they'll provide you with a 100% free Golden Shield Wealth Plan to show you exactly how to get started investing in gold right now. Don't wait until it's too late. That's 800-900-8000. 800-900-8000. Call them and remember to tell them you heard it from me, Mark Levin. Performance may vary, of course. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results. You should always consult your financial tax professional. All right, let me tell you, uh, I don't know where they're going to go with this impeachment. It was tied. Some kind of process vote. We'll keep an eye on this. They're voting on Israel now. Apparently they need two-thirds or even three-fourths of the vote to get this to the floor. Um, And so far only 13 Republicans have voted no, and only 35 Democrats have voted yes. Um, The Freedom Caucus is made up of some 50, 55 members. I hope we had some effect there. Because this is not just a spending bill. This is not just a one issue on electrical vehicles or that sort of crap. This is do and die 
for those of us who are people of faith and want our faiths protected because make no mistake about it, I'm the only one on the air explaining that that's what's under attack. This is an Islamist crusade that's taking place in the Middle East with the Muslim Brotherhood, Islamic Jihad, Hamas, Hezbollah, Iran, the PLO. What the hell else is it? From the river to the sea means wipe out everything in between. Means to wipe out the Bible, wipe out our faiths, wipe out any people who stand in the way. And the only people standing in the way right now are the Israelis. They're the ones fighting Hezbollah. They're the ones fighting Hamas. They're the ones fighting in Judea and Samaria. But they call the West Bank. And they're losing a lot of people. Now 25% of the hostages have been murdered. 32 of them. And Blinken's over there seeking a ceasefire. Boy, when history's written, when history's written, who stood with whom? When did they stand with whom? How did they stand with whom? What did they do? What a mess. And there they are, the mouthpieces for the Democrats, all over the media. They have a tremendous advantage over us. Hundreds of billions of dollars in free media. From these frauds, phonies, and fools. Now I just challenged Joe Biden in front of millions of you, millions, to bet $1 million, and I even said he can use some of his communist Chinese money, that he has the authority right now to begin to secure the border immediately. Is Joe Biden a taker? I'll go further. I'll challenge the vice president. Mumbles. How about it, Mumbles? I will challenge the legal analysts on CNN and MSLSD. Million dollars. Because he does. And so he goes out campaigning. Dentures falling from his mouth. His depends are wet. His meds are not kicking in. The fact is, when he starts screaming about MAGA and Trump, this is visceral. When you're in the fifth stage of seven stages of dementia. Look it up. It's in my book, The Democrat Party Hates America. He's in the fifth stage of seven stages. It's, it's clear as day to everybody but Jill, I guess. Why do we accept this ruse? Why do we accept the media narrative, the Democrat Party narrative, all the fools and the frauds, their narrative, that Joe is in touch, Joe's intelligent, Joe's there. Joe... Joe should be in a padded room. Be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. Pure Talk. 
is here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. So here's the argument now being used. But even people in the media who should know better. Why would you seek to impeach Mayorkas when it's his boss who's telling him what to do? Okay, so why even have the underlings of a president take an oath of office? Why even bother? These are independent constitutional officers who take an oath that is written into federal law. And so they violate that oath. And I mean in a horrendous way. This isn't even close. They shouldn't be impeached. McClintock says, well, what will change? Senate's not going to take it up, and even if they did. Even if they did, and he's removed. He's removed. They'll just replace him with... You hold the person accountable. We have murders in this country every damn day. You still hold the person who's murdered somebody who's been caught, and you have the evidence, you still convict them and throw them in jail, even though there's going to be murders tomorrow. What kind of idiocy is this? But this is the way Republicans talk, and this is the way their hosts and their surrogates talk. It's unbelievable. This guy Gallagher, not the late comic, the guy from Wisconsin. I don't want to open Pandora's box. It's open, pal. Pandora's box is wide open. I thought you cared about communist China. Did you not watch 60 Minutes? Are you not aware that there's communist Chinese coming over the border? Young men? You think they're coming here to pick lettuce? What the hell do you think they're coming here for? Well, uh, that's a policy dispute. It's not a policy dispute. Maybe that's what Trump should start to say. The document, it's a policy dispute. They're all policy dispute. When they violate the law, it's a policy dispute. When they violate the Constitution, it's a policy dispute. All but 14 Republicans, my last count, maybe more, voted to provide munitions to Israel. Less than 40 Democrats voted to provide munitions to Israel. I didn't know until the last minute that you needed two-thirds in this vote. Because of a procedural rule to bypass regular order. First I heard that. That was really never going to happen. Because Joe Biden put out a veto threat. So we spin our wheels there. But nonetheless, those of you who choose to vote at election time, you can take down names. And you got big issues now. Whether it is the impeachment issue, whether it is munitions for Israel, you now know where your representative stands. Oh, you know, I got the deck. Oh, great. I've discussed that at great length. 
great length. It's interesting, these guys haven't cut a damn thing for all their talk. For all their talk, for all their whimpering, for all their appearances on radio and TV. And on top of that, you got these three guys. You got this guy, Buck, from Colorado, who really is scheming and plotting for other things. He's a grifter. Got this guy Gallagher from Wisconsin who's demonstrated himself tonight to be a fraud. He doesn't give a damn how many communist Chinese come across the border. Mr. Tough Guy on China. Not anymore. But he's not tough guy on our border. Not a tough guy on fentanyl. Not a tough guy on slavery on the border. No, he's not a tough guy now. No, we don't want to open Pandora's box. You jerk. Pandora's box is open all over the place. Uh, yes. McClintock. I've always liked McClintock. But he says, what's the point? At a minimum, you have a moral responsibility, Mr. McClintock. To hold a cabinet member accountable, who violates the Constitution, who undermines his oath and openly and repeatedly lies to Congress and the American people. If you'd like, Mr. McClintock, I will play you. I will play you over and over and over again where he has said to Congress, I mean, why have hearings? Why have hearings? They can lie. They can lie till they're blue in the face. It doesn't matter. We're not going to impeach them. Why impeach them? They'll just replace them. Really? So what these three Republicans did, the fourth Republican is part of leadership. He voted against it because you have to vote against it in order to be able to bring it up again. That's their rules. That's fine. So this guy Moore is not one of the three. It's really three. So now these three Republicans have determined that you can violate your oath of office willy-nilly. Why? Because what's the point of impeaching you anyway? The Senate's not going to take it up. Biden will just replace you. We haven't made any progress. Impeachment's not about making progress. Impeachment's not about, well, the president will still replace people. And if Mr. McClintock feels this way, why not bring up an impeachment article against Biden? Well, they won't pass it in the Senate. Is that the test? Andrew Johnson was impeached. Was he removed? No. Bill Clinton was impeached. Was he removed? No. Donald Trump was impeached on two ridiculous charge, uh, cases. Was he removed? No. The job of the House is to bring the case, not to serve as jury and judge. But why bring the case when we can't win? Because you have an oath of office, too. You have a moral obligation. You don't read the impeachment clause out of the Constitution. Impeaching somebody for violating the Constitution, violating federal immigration law, lying serially to members of Congress and their committees and the American people to cover up what you're doing, claiming the border is secure when it's not. Those aren't policy disputes. That's a cover-up. That's lying to Congress. 
Ask Peter Navarro how he was treated. He didn't even present himself before Congress. He was raising constitutional issues. He's gone to the uh, slammer for four months. Meanwhile, I want to thank the other Republicans who voted to impeach. All but three. I want to thank the others for doing their job. That's the job of the House of Representatives. Not to determine the fate of the person they impeach. Not to determine whether that person will be replaced. Not to determine whether it will make any difference when in fact it does. Because the Republicans are demonstrating. Demonstrating. That the scarlet letter I will be placed on individuals who do this to our country. And ladies and gentlemen, you're never going to have a better example than you have now with this border. So I really wonder, with this Gallagher, McClintock, the other ones are screwed up. It's just screwed up. But I really wonder if they would support any circumstance other than a really radical, weird hypothetical. Which this could be, theoretically to impeach a cabinet member. Other than them going out and, you know, strangling somebody. That's not even what that clause is for. If this cabinet member couldn't be impeached, then what cabinet member should be ever impeached? If they could be replaced, if the Democrats in the Senate aren't going to convict, then why even have an impeachment clause? Because Mr. McClintock, Mr. Gallagher, and Mr. Unhinged, they effectively read it out of the Constitution, pretending that it's Pandora's box if they use it. Shameful. But I do want to thank the other Republicans for doing their job. And this is their job, not just spending money, not just voting on bills, not just running around making sure people get their entitlement checks. This is a fundamental core part of their responsibilities. I also want to thank the overwhelming majority of Republicans, apart from a few boneheads, who understand that providing Israel with munitions is not the same as voting on a bill to fund climate change or Amtrak. Or one of the God knows how many programs and alphabet soup bureaucracies and all the rest of it. Every dollar is not the same. When you think about it. We're also arming their enemy. A hundred billion dollars a year. We, the United States, we're arming their enemy. And Biden's doing it without any offsets. So when you're a mature person, when you're a thinking person, when you understand what's at stake, when you understand what's going on, you don't treat every dollar the same way. Dollar for defense is a lot different than a dollar for a bike path. And when you have people really standing alone without any support other than with Biden, Danes, to help provide them. 
against an Islamist crusade that seeks to wipe out our faiths, our holy sites, and all the people who practice Judaism and Christianity, Muslims, who refuse to join with the Islamists. $14 billion seems like a pittance when they're putting their population on the line. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Does social engineering from leftist corporations make you feel like we're living in the twilight zone? Well, you're not alone. Pure Talk, my wireless company, knows the silent majority is fed up. And I urge all those Americans to stand with a company that champions your values. Those of you who always have your neighbors back, who pulled yourselves up by your bootstraps, who realize that a little bit of elbow grease can fix just about anything. Well, it's time to join your fellow patriots who fled their old wireless company for something better. Pure Talk. Pure Talk gives you phenomenal coverage on America's most dependable 5G network for half the price of the other guys. And with unlimited plans starting at just $20 a month, the average family saves almost $1,000 a year. And it's a veteran-owned company. Pure Talk is a company you can feel proud to do business with. Just go to puretalk.com slash Levin to join your fellow Americans and make the switch. That's puretalk.com slash Levin and save an additional 50% off your first month with Pure Talk. You know, ladies and gentlemen, I hope the Republicans understand they have an awful lot to run on now. An awful lot. They were given an opportunity to come up with a bill in the Senate under the Democrats. They came up with a bill that actually opens the border more, destroys more immigration laws, allows more illegal aliens into the country, feeds them, subsidizes them, gives them lawyers. So that's the Democrat plan for securing the border. I've already said, just to prove the point, because the lies are flying heavy, and they're flying everywhere out of the media and the Democrat Party, same thing. One million dollars on the table with Joe Biden. He can use his Chinese money. I will use American money. And it's my assertion that he has the power today to begin securing the border. Right now. Because he does. But he keeps lying. And so do his people. Million bucks. There it is. Now, I don't have to go to a foreign entity to get it either. So the Republicans have a lot to run on. No help from the Wall Street Journal editorial page, which is trash. Absolute trash. You can stick your open borders propaganda, boys. Pathetic. And yet I want to give credit to National Review. They had a corporate editorial there that said no to this bill. Unlike one or two of its writers. So good for them. Credit where credit's due. They're right. So the Democrats say if they would pass our legislation, because they know the media will carry, pass what legislation? We've got laws in the books. The president has the power to secure the border. From day one, he wouldn't. Three weeks ago, they said the border was secure. Over and over and over again, I've played the audio for you. The Republicans have a massive opportunity here, unless they screw it up. Number two, funding Israel. They're not funding Israel. They're funding American ammunition and equipment manufacturers. 
to provide that to Israel to defend itself and to defend our holy sites, Jews, Christians, and yes, even Muslims. The fact of the matter is that virtually all Republicans voted for it except for 13 of them, and we'll get their names, Mr. Producer. Less than 40 Democrats voted for it. So I would ask my Jewish friends, you're going to keep still voting Democrat? Joe Biden says he won't sign it even if it comes to his desk. They're about party and power. That's all they give a damn about. And it amazes me. that my Jewish brothers and sisters all over the country. They'll still vote for Biden. And they'll vote for Biden with people who talk about river to the sea. They will be voting for Biden with the very people who want them dead. It's an amazing thing if you think about it. But it's happening over and over and over again. So Biden's out there lying. He's a liar. He's also a fool. I want you to play, if we have time, Mr. Producer, we do, I think it's a minute long, Biden today on the border. Cut three, go. The result of all this hard work is a bipartisan agreement that represents the most fair, humane reforms in our immigration system in a long time. And the toughest set of reforms to secure the border ever. So I would ask Biden, because he won't, how so? Give us three reasons. I would ask the morons that dress up as commentators at MSLSD and CNN the same thing. Hey, about you, Jake Tapper? Did you read the bill, Jake? 5,000. President has the power to declare a national emergency in order to go beyond the 5,000. In other words, he can blow out the whole thing, which is what Biden's already done with existing immigration laws. Fact is, Biden's not enforcing immigration laws right now. Why would he enforce this? And this, if he enforces it, enshrines what he's doing. And we get here, oh, this could back, you know, on the Republicans. Backfire. America, sometimes you do what's right. Sometimes you do what's right. You know, people don't realize during the Civil War, Lincoln was pressured to cut a deal with the Confederacy. Let them go, Mr. Lincoln. There's too many deaths. Let them go. He said, no. I want an absolute victory. No, but don't you understand? We need a ceasefire, long-term ceasefire. Mr. Lincoln, provide them with medicine and water and food. He said, no. In order to defeat them, it's the people who have to rise up in the Confederacy to stop them. Mr. Lincoln, what are you, the devil? Mr. Lincoln, what are you trying to do? Can you imagine if the Wall Street Journal were around back then, the editorial page? I'll be right back. Does social engineering from leftist corporations make you feel like we're living in the twilight zone? Well, you're not alone. Pure Talk, my wireless company, knows the silent majority is fed up. And I urge all those Americans to stand with a company that champions your values. Those of you who always have your neighbors back, who pulled yourselves up by your bootstraps, 
who realized that a little bit of elbow grease can fix just about anything. Well, it's time to join your fellow patriots who fled their old wireless company for something better. Pure Talk. Pure Talk gives you phenomenal coverage on America's most dependable 5G network for half the price of the other guys. And with unlimited plans starting at just $20 a month, the average family saves almost $1,000 a year. And it's a veteran-owned company. Pure Talk is a company you can feel proud to do business with. Just go to puretalk.com slash Levin to join your fellow Americans and make the switch. That's puretalk.com slash Levin and save an additional 50% off your first month with Pure Talk. Mark Levin, the great one. The great one, Mark Levin. Dial in now, 877-381-3811. Hey, I don't understand. Why would you peach Mayorkas? Isn't it Biden who sets the policies? What's the point? So you don't impeach cabinet secretaries now? Is that it? So they don't need to take an oath of office. Why take an oath? Why make... Make a cabinet secretary take a note that they will ensure that the laws are enforced. That they will protect us against enemies foreign and domestic. You cabinet guys, you don't have to worry about a damn thing. You don't need to take an oath, even though it's required. No, 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 no. You don't need to take an oath. Why take an oath? If they're not going to go after the president, you're in the clear. A constitutional officer has an independent duty, takes an oath, not as a group, but as an individual, puts the hand on the Bible, puts the other hand, swears to God that they're going to follow the Constitution, they're going to protect the country against enemies, foreign and domestic. These are not mutually exclusive among constitutional officers. Doesn't mean down the road they can't impeach Biden. Doesn't mean they have to impeach Biden. If you're arguing they should, I agree with that. In fact, I'm the one who started arguing that he ought to be impeached over this. But they didn't do it. Oh, so Mayorkas gets a pass. No. And then the other arguments. What's the point? Unless we know he can be convicted and removed by the Senate, why would we do it? Is that how impeachment works? Andrew Johnson wasn't removed. Clinton wasn't removed. Trump in the first case wasn't removed. The second case, he wasn't even president. Well, we're going to set a really bad president. Yeah, we just did. And these arguments are getting dumber by the minute. I want to thank all the Republicans, except for those three, who did vote to uphold the Constitution and the rule of law who did take the responsibility on the impeachment clause seriously, who understand they have a moral and constitutional obligation to confront tyranny where they see it. Doesn't mean they can't confront it all. Doesn't mean they can't vote on all of it. But this is outrageous. Mr. Gallagher, Mr. I'm standing up against communist China. Communist China has to be laughing at this guy. They have to be laughing at this guy. I know I am. We've tried to get him on the show before. Because I agree with him on China. But apparently he doesn't agree with himself. Can't fix that. 
Then on the Israel bill, apparently there's 14 Republicans who are trying to get their names who voted against this. I know several of them. I spoke to one of them. Listen, we need offsets. We give Iran $70 billion directly and indirectly. Then we add another $16 billion on top, including $10 billion after they, their Hamas surrogates attack Israel. We give UNRWA hundreds of millions who were involved in October 7th. We give the PLO hundreds of millions. Israel is surrounded. Israel's under attack. $14 billion with over $300 trillion debt. And these people actually are putting their lives on the line. Seems like uh, money well spent on munitions that are manufactured here in the United States with American citizens. Who are defending our faiths, defending our ancestral sites, defending where Christianity was literally born, where Jesus was literally born and executed on the cross, where the patriarchs and the matriarchs were literally living, where historic synagogues, historic churches, historic sites of every kind. From the modern-day Taliban-like Islamists. But, you know, we need an offset with the IRS. Excuse me? Yes. But their Democrats aren't going to go for that. No, it doesn't matter. Listen, I, you know, I got a newsletter I got to put out. I've got a, uh, I got a statement I got to put out on Twitter. You know, X. They call it X now. I, I've got a whole social media following. I got to be consistent about this stuff, you know. Stupid. Stupid. My opinion of so many of these people is changed. It's, it's like getting rid of McCarthy, even though I very much like this guy Johnson. What was the point? You had this H.R. 2, which was really the most secure border bill ever offered. Passed by the House. Goes to the Senate and they kill it. You know what? Just for that, we're getting rid of McCarthy. What? So eight of the knuckleheads get rid of him. And all the intelligentsia in the conservative movement, so-called, yeah, get rid of the guy, get rid of the guy. Wow, we've accomplished a lot. Actually, the most conservative spending bill ever proposed. And the most secure border bill ever proposed was worked out with McCarthy, the rhinos, and written by the Freedom Caucus. He presents it, and they fire him. Because Matt Gates has an ethics investigation. Oh, okay. And Nancy Mace, another head case. He lied to me. We were supposed to get some kind of a resolution on abortion on the floor. Shut up, you idiot. They just keep shooting themselves in the foot over and over and over. The other side, man, they are organized. When they disagree, they get those boots on, they're clicking their heels, and they're marching in the line. Yeah, there's no discussion. They all voted, all of them, to impeach Trump twice. For what? You don't hear, well, it sets a bad precedent. Well, it opens Pandora's box. Well, they're not going to, you know, convict him in the Senate anyway. What's the point? What a waste of time. Well, then do something else. If doing your job is a waste of time, get the hell out. You're not God's gift. It's not like you can't be replaced. 
hard to stomach this. So for the three Republicans who voted against impeachment on Mayorkas, I hope you can sleep well tonight. Because you didn't even have the guts to put the scarlet letter I on this man's forehead forever time, which, which really does have an effect. All the slavery on the southern border, the sex slavery, the child slavery, the child pornography, the rapes, the murders, the toxic drugs, the cartels operating freely, the ranchers, the property owners on the border being overwhelmed. With MS-13 and now Venezuela gangs coming across. Now the communist Chinese are sending people across. Gallagher, we can't set a precedent here. I don't want to hear from the Wall Street Journal editorial page. I really don't hear from them anyway. This is a fine bill. You wanted security, now you got it. Can't they read over there? I mean, I know they write. Can't they read? They're ideologues on this subject. They always have been. They're pathetic. They're shameless. As is McConnell, as have so many McConnellites have been. Now look where we are. Look where we are what? Almost every Republican voted to impeach, and they deserve our praise. Almost every Republican voted on the bill to provide munitions to Israel to help save our faiths against the new crusade. And they deserve our praise. Those Republicans are trying to do what's right. Those Republicans who voted the right way on two bills are trying as hard as they can to do what's right. They can't help if a couple of nimrods go off the reservation, and they can't help it if the Democrats have, well, boots that they like to march in, heels they like to click. And they can't help it. They have no help from the Senate leadership whatsoever. It is a good day that the overwhelming majority of Republicans tried to do what's right with Mayorkas and the border. It is a good day that the, over, the overwhelming majority of Republicans tried to do right in providing munitions to the one country that's preserving our Jewish, Christian, and yes, even Muslim holy sites. Israel. It is a bad day that all the Democrats voted against securing the border and holding Mayorkas responsible. And it is a bad day that less than 40 Democrats voted to provide munitions to Israel. But you know they've always been embracing, certainly in the last few years, Palestinian terrorism within their own ranks. You have a member from Somalia. Now, why do I say she's a member from Somalia? Because she says she's a member from Somalia. She says, I'm here to represent Somalia and Islam. Barely a peep, other than America's governor saying, you know, you ought to expel her. That's not what her oath says. Oaths don't matter. Right, Mr. Gallagher? Right, Mr. McClintock? <clears throat> right, Kenny Buck? The hell? What's the point anyway? Speller, what's the point? Don't just replace her with another Democrat. Big deal. <clears throat> Excuse me. There's nothing conservative, there's nothing constitutionalist about what these three did. And I might add, there's nothing 
budget-oriented, spending-oriented, borrowing-oriented, nothing whatsoever. That helps us on this budget trajectory as a result of these 14 Republicans voting against providing additional munitions to Israel. No, no, you don't I support Israel, but I don't want to hear it. It's like the clowns in our own country who are pacifists, who are isolationists, who are weakening our own, weakening our own military. That's not me. I don't believe in that, whether it's Republican or Democrat. I think if I'm a congressman and I'm sitting at my desk and I'm looking at these things, you're going to tell me I don't think a dollar spent on electric vehicle subsidies and a dollar spent on the United States Marines, that they're the same damn dollar? Of course not. Now, now one of these great budget hawks that I'm aware of, certainly not consistently, certainly not loudly, ever, takes convention of states under their wings and says, you know what, what's the next state? Kansas, convention of states, five and a half million members. Many of you, something I've supported from day one, something I've written about. Washington is not going to fix Washington. Ever. Period. You know how I know that, Mr. Producer? I worked in the Reagan administration for eight years. He eliminated most regulations. He slashed taxes. The whole government was changed. And then the rhinos come along, and after them, Obama comes along. Everything has been destroyed. Everything. Because the Democrats play for keeps, and they enshrine their ideology. And the Republicans, I don't know. So it's got to be left to the state legislatures. We've got 19 state legislatures that have done this. We need 15 more. And I don't hear the Freedom Caucus getting behind this. I don't hear them organizing. I don't hear them going into these states and helping. I hear not, I just hear, no, 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 no. I've got to have offsettings. Oh, good for you. And then if you lose the House next time around or the time after that, there's no offsettings. Massive Democrat spending again. Because Washington can't fix Washington. We have to fix it. Once and for all. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Does social engineering from leftist corporations make you feel like we're living in the twilight zone? Well, you're not alone. Pure Talk, my wireless company, knows the silent majority is fed up. And I urge all those Americans to stand with a company that champions your values. Those of you who always have your neighbors back, who pulled yourselves up by your bootstraps, who realize that a little bit of elbow grease can fix just about anything. Well, it's time to join your fellow patriots who fled their old wireless company for something better. Pure Talk. Pure Talk gives you phenomenal coverage on America's most dependable 5G network for half the price of the other guys. And with unlimited plans starting at just $20 a month, the average family saves almost $1,000 a year. And it's a veteran-owned company. Pure Talk is a company you can feel proud to do business with. Just go to puretalk.com slash Levin to join your fellow Americans and make the switch. That's puretalk.com slash Levin and save an additional 50% off your first month with Pure Talk.
at a powerful third hour, the Power Hour. We'll be right back. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, Here are the names of the four Republicans who voted against providing munitions to Israel with a variety of excuses. Andrew Clyde of Georgia, Aaron Bean of Florida, Andy Biggs of Arizona, Lauren Boebert of Colorado, Eli Crane of Arizona, Warren Davidson of Ohio, Matt Gates of Florida, Bob Good of Virginia, Paul Gosar of Arizona, Marjorie Taylor Greene of Georgia, Thomas Massey, boy, that guy's got issues now the hell happened to this guy of kentucky Corey mills who i'd endorsed in florida ralph norman south carolina who i believe backs nikki haley so figure that screwball out and chip roy unfortunately those are the 14 all the other re- members of the freedom caucus all of them voted the other way byron donald's among them jim jordan other great patriots people remember these things they remember these things. They understand the arguments. In the big scheme of things, these are excuses. It's the way I see it, Mr. Producer. Here's Joe Biden. Joe Biden is a pathological liar. Joe Biden has destroyed many people along his way to becoming president. Anything for power, anything for self-aggrandizement. Here's what he says today. This is written for him. And he reads this like a maniac. Like he truly unhinged into it. You know what's amazing to me? As you know, we study American history here. We study ancient history, world history. I've been behind this microphone longer than most. 21 years. I do this show differently than most. I provide more substance. I won't say the most. There's a lot of good guys out there. More substance on the issues that I think are important. And other people provide more substance on other issues. That's great. And that's good. And I love all these people. 
That's not my point. When I look at a guy like Joe Biden, immediately through my mind, you know, people collect baseball cards and they're thinking the cards or coins or stand. I'm immediately thinking of past presidents of American history. And I think to myself, what kind of Americans, what kind of people would support somebody like this to serve in the most powerful office in the world? Knowing full well that his dementia is significant, that he has always been a pathological liar, All he cares about is enriching himself and winning elections and empowering himself and his family. I told you, I met Joe Scarborough on a plane. Very friendly. I go up to him, we shake hands, we talk for a little while. Completely different guy. Joe, you know I'm telling you the truth here. Very likable. And then he goes on air. And he turns into sort of a white male Joy Reid. That's about right, don't you think, Mr. Producer? And he brings on these reprobates on MSNBC, brings on Sharpton. He used to trash Sharpton. He brings in all these leftists that you know in his heart of hearts he's uncomfortable with, but he still does it. And his defense of Biden, his attacks on Bibi Netanyahu... His attacks on the Republicans for not supporting this outrageously phony bill? He knows better than this. And not only him, he's just an example. Everybody knows better than this. You got to look at these world leaders. Some of them want to destroy us. Some of us want to beat us economically. Whatever. When you cringe and you watch Joe Biden... They're smiling. They're laughing. Our allies are saying, what the hell happened to the American people? Now, Joe Biden should take credit for the things he's doing in this country. Before, he, they told us he fixed the border, that the border is secure. Now he's saying it's a disaster and it's Trump's fault and it's MAGA's fault. A pathological, serial liar. But so are the members of the media. They have all the sound bites. They have all the clips just like I do. Why don't they play them? Now listen to how ridiculous this is. Listen to how ridiculous this is. Cut three, Joe Biden today. Go. The result of all this hard work is a bipartisan agreement that represents the most fair, humane reforms in our immigration system in a long time. And the toughest set of reforms to secure the border ever. Now, all indications are this bill won't even move forward to the Senate floor. Why? A simple reason. Donald Trump. Because Donald Trump thinks it's bad for him politically. Therefore, he doesn't even know it helps the, the, the country. He's not for it. He'd rather weaponize this issue than actually solve it. 
So for the last 24 hours, he's done nothing, I'm told, but reach out to Republicans in the House and the Senate and threaten them and try to intimidate them to vote against this proposal. Let me, uh, let me, you can't listen to this repeatedly. Nobody needs to threaten the Republicans in the House or tell them anything. Anybody who can read and who actually took the time to read this bill knows what it is. It's a pile of S. Joe, you didn't read the bill. You don't have the foggiest idea what's in this bill. Neither do your speechwriters. And you just go, it's the most toughest set of reforms to secure the border ever. Now, why would he even sign something like that when he signed one executive order after another, up to 94, opening the border? Why would he sign the toughest reforms ever? Anybody believe that Schumer and McConnell negotiated the toughest reforms ever? Anybody believe Hakeem Jeffries and Nancy Pelosi support the toughest reforms ever? They take us for fools. Now, much of their base does consist of fools and Islamists and Marxists and all the rest of it. But still, again, he's the arsonist. He burns down the border and then pretends to have the solution. We have to face the fact that Joe Biden has a lot of mental issues, not just stage five dementia. And that's not a joke. It's not something to laugh about. But he is a pathological liar. He's always been a pathological liar. From his days in college and law school. About how he got arrested in South Africa, marching for Mandela. Never happened. It never happened. That his son died in combat. No, he didn't. It was a horrific death. He had brain cancer, which is bad enough. The stories are legion and they're endless. About how this man lies. But apparently that's okay. He lies about the economy. He lies about the border. He lies about Tara Reid, who escaped to Russia. They're more worried about Lauren Boebert's past marriage. Oh, story after story. But Tara Reid was threatened. She escapes to Russia, of all places. Maybe she met Tucker Carlson over there. What do you think, Mr. Bidus? And nobody cares about her or her allegation. They can't get enough of Lauren uh, Boebert. So there he is lying. Now, if MSNBC were honest, they would tell you it's not true what he's saying. Joe, what's the problem? Why can't you lay it out? It's outrageous. And so it's Trump's fault. Trump's fault? So this is how the Svengalis and the Democrat Party want you to think. This is what they tell their base. And they think all of you are just as stupid as their base. Biden's hate for millions and millions of Americans, MAGA, make America great again. That should tell you a lot. Biden keeps mocking make America great again. Because he doesn't want to make America great again. He's destroying America. So this is the crap they put out. Then listen to this line. Cut five. Go. Republicans have to decide. For years, they said they want to secure the border. Now they have the strongest border bill this country has ever seen. You're a liar. 
UPOS, the strongest border bill this country's ever seen, was offered by the Republicans to the Senate over the summer. H.R. 2. They wouldn't even take it up. They wouldn't even vote on it. Ladies and gentlemen, if we had the toughest border bill ever, wouldn't it be strange coming from Biden and his party? Wouldn't that be strange? Does that even make any sense on the surface level? No, of course not. If we had the toughest border bill in the country, we were told three weeks ago by Biden and his fellow mouthpieces that the border was secure. So why do we need the toughest border security bill in history? None of this makes sense, does it? Why do we have 10 million illegal aliens in this country? That's why I said... One million dollars. Money means everything to Biden because he doesn't earn it. He doesn't earn it, but he loves it with his estates, with his Corvette and all the rest of it. And he's been on the public dole his whole damn life. But he makes out very well. He's a multimillionaire. Funny thing about Democrats. Now, that said. There's a million dollars on the table right now. I'm betting Joe Biden that he has the power to begin securing the border tonight. We don't need the toughest, the toughest bill ever, ladies and gentlemen. First of all, you've got conservatives in the House and the Senate that didn't support Trump. Some of them supported DeSantis. They taking Trump's orders too? But because you support Donald Trump, You're taking his orders? You don't need orders. And notice on the other side, they never take orders. They don't take orders from Hakeem Jeffries. They don't take orders from Schumer. Meanwhile, they're the ones marching in line like good little totalitarians. Left, right, left, right. What did I used to compare them to, Mr. Producer? The Rockettes. They're the Rockettes, except the Rockettes are smart and attractive. The opposite of Democrats. But nonetheless, left leg up, right leg up, move left, move right. That's the Democrat Party. Like crows on a telephone wire. Or birds, whatever they are, on a telephone wire. They all voted against impeaching Mayorkas. Who told them to do that? They take their orders, you see, from... From Obama. It's the other thing totalitarian tyrants do. They create devil figures. Evil figures. And that's Trump. Trump and MAGA. Trump and MAGA. It's you, you schmuck. You. You destroyed the border. And then you tell us this is the most. And this is why they won't allow him to speak to anybody. A couple of simple questions. Joe, can you name three of the strongest ever Border policies in your bill? Fact, you might get something like this. Cut one, go. Right, right, right after I was elected, I went to a, what they call a G7 meeting, all the NATO leaders. I was, in, I was in the south of England. And I sat down and I said, America's back. And Mitterrand from Germany, I mean, from France, looked at me. Okay, so you all know Mitterrand died in the 90s. 
we're talking about and that and now there's a whole new trope out there by the Democrats. Look at that. Look at that. Trump said Nancy Pelosi. He didn't mean Pelosi. She's just like Biden. What? We all misspeak from time to time or slower word here or there. We're not talking about from time to time. We're talking about a man who is riddled with dementia. A man who is a psychological liar. He has an entire lifetime of lying about things small and big. He's a character assassin. He has a lifetime serving in the Senate, assassinating good people who would come up for confirmation to try and destroy them, one after another. In fact, I'm going to try and find one of these articles during the break that was written by Mark Thiessen a little, little while back. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Mark Thiessen, President Biden wants credit for nominating the first black woman to the Supreme Court. He's talking about Jackson. But here's the shameful irony. As a Senator, Biden warned President George W. Bush that if he nominated the first black woman to serve on the Supreme Court, he would filibuster and kill her nomination. Begins in 2003 when Bush nominated Judge Janice Brown, uh, Rogers Brown to serve on the U.S. Court of Appeals for the D.C. Circuit. It's considered the country's second most important court and has produced more Supreme Court justices than any other federal court. Judge Brown was immediately hailed as a potential Supreme Court nominee. She was highly qualified, having served for seven years in Associate Justice of the California Supreme Court, the first black woman to do so. She was the daughter and granddaughter of sharecroppers. She grew up in rural Alabama during the dark days of segregation when her family refused to enter restaurants or theaters with separate entrances for black customers. She rose from poverty, put herself through college and UCLA Law School as a working single mother. She was a self-made African-American legal star, but she was an outspoken conservative, so Biden set out to destroy her. Biden and his fellow Democrats filibustered her nomination, along with several other Bush Circuit Court nominees, all of whom had major support in the Senate. Columnist Robert Novak called it the first full-scale effort in American history to prevent a president from picking the federal judges he wants. Democrats argued she was out of legal mainstream, as they always do. But Republicans responded she had written more majority opinions than any other justice on the California Supreme Court, and she was re-elected with 76% of the vote, the highest percentage of all justices on the ballot. When Democrats derailed her nomination, Bush nominated her in 2005. Brown was eventually confirmed by a vote of 56 to 43 after Democrats released her and several other Bush nominees in exchange for a Republican agreement not to eliminate the filibuster for judicial nominations. Biden, let's see. Today, Biden calls the filibuster a relic of the Jim Crow era. But he used it. And he used it more than anybody else. And he threatened to use it to prevent a black woman who actually lived under Jim Crow to prevent her from being on the highest court in the land. That's Joe Biden. Joe Biden now twists the immigration issue. So the man who's done more to destroy our border, to destroy citizenship, to kill more Americans with fentanyl, to create more slaves on the southern border, that man now claims that he's the savior, that he is prepared to fix it all, but for Make America Great Again. 
Mark Levin, the thunder on the right. Call in now, 877-381-3811. Well, we have our friend Ted Cruz with us. Ted Cruz, uh, Joe Biden's running around now, having burned down the border and everything with it. Saying it was the strongest border proposal in American history. And, uh, but for MAGA, which I believe stands for Make America Great Again, and Trump, you and others would not have opposed this. Now, what do you want to say to Joe Biden? That every word coming out of his mouth on this topic is a lie, including if, and, and but. That he is deliberately and directly lying to the American people. Understand, the crisis at our border was caused entirely by Joe Biden and by the Democrats. When Biden became president, he inherited the lowest rate of illegal immigration in 45 years. President Trump, working hand-in-hand with with, with Senate Republicans, had made enormous progress securing the southern border. We had achieved incredible success. And Joe Biden deliberately and systematically broke the border. Three decisions caused this crisis. Number one, the first week in office, Joe Biden immediately halted construction of the border wall. Number two, Biden, again the first week in office, reinstated the disastrous policy of catch and release. And number three, Biden pulled out of the incredibly successful Remain in Mexico agreement. That's why this crisis happened. It was unilateral action from Joe Biden. And what that means is Biden could fix this problem tomorrow unilaterally by simply reversing those three decisions. He won't do that. He doesn't want to do that because Joe Biden and the congressional Democrats, they want this invasion to happen. They see the 9.6 million illegal immigrants and they view all of them as future Democrat voters. By the way, what do you say to the three Republicans who voted against Articles of impeachment against Mayorkas. First of all, you're a constitutional expert. I like the thing I dabble in this a little bit. High crimes under British common law and the practice, Parliament and the monarchy, the founders, the, excuse me, the framers look very carefully at this. The high crimes phrase yep. comes from that, and the high crimes phrase basically means you use the rule of law, you use your position to undermine or to uh, harm your society. It's not about going out and killing 24 people. That you take your public office and you turn it inside out. And I don't know. Are cabinet members now, I hear this argument, well, if you're going after Mark, as you know, you got to, are cabinet members independent constitutional officers who take an oath of office, who have to be confirmed by the Senate and subject to impeachment? Of course they are. And, and under the explicit terms of the Constitution, cabinet members are subject to impeachment. And they're subject to impeachment. So if you don't bring articles of impeachment to Joe Biden simultaneously, that somehow this is an Ill- illegitimate exercise. Is that correct? I, I think that's an insane argument. J- ju- just because, look, I, I think Biden, they should move forward with impeachment as well. Agree. Look, it's, in, it's important to understand, Alejandro Mayorkas, the argument is not negligence. It's not that he's bad at his job. If you look at... It's not a policy argument. Right. It's not a policy argument. It's not that you disagree with policies. 
And it's not. You look at the debates over the adoption of the Constitution, and they discussed the impeachment clause, and they said it it did not lie for the word they used was maladministration. In other words, Mm -hmm. if someone's just bad at their job, that was not a reason for impeachment. But Mayorkas isn't just bad at his job. It's not that he's negligent or lazy. It is that he's doing something that no cabinet member in the history of our country has ever done. He is deliberately, flagrantly defying federal law. He is actively aiding and abetting Mexican drug cartels in a massive invasion of this country that is resulting in a massive loss of life and 10 million people coming illegally into this country. If he were just lousy at his job, you couldn't impeach him. But when he decides, I don't give a damn what the federal law says, I'm on the side of the drug cartels invading this nation and murdering Americans. That is impeachable. Otherwise, why would cabinet secretaries have to take an oath, which they're required to by law? Why would they have to uphold the law? They could just blame it on their president, right? Sure, sure. You know, I was following orders. Look, as you know, at Nuremberg, there were a lot of people who were following orders who were nonetheless sentenced. Following orders Mm -hmm. is not a defense. Now, should we hold Joe Biden responsible for those orders, too? Of course we should, mm-hmm. because ultimately it's Joe Biden who made the decision to open up our borders. But Alejandro Mayorkas has been an enthusiastic soldier in a war on the American people. And I got to say, Mark, the image we saw this weekend of illegal mm-hmm. aliens walking out of jail in New York City, flipping the bird with both hands to the American people after they beat up two New York police officers – That image summarizes the entirety of the 2024 election. That's the message of Joe Biden to the American people. They are flipping the bird at everybody because it is all left-wing partisan politics over the interests of America. This idea that Joe Biden doesn't have any independent power to do something. First of all, we have a Supreme Court ruling when a governor of Arizona said, look, We're not doing enough. I will do X, Y, Z. The court said, no, 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 no. Only the president, the administration has that authority, which is not true. But nonetheless, they said that. Then Joe Biden's issuing executive orders when he comes into office, left and right, left and right, to do exactly what he wants to do. And he succeeds at it. Three weeks ago, Senator Cruz, the Democrats were saying the border was secure. Mr. Yep. Mayorkas has testified between the, before the House and Senate committees saying repeatedly the border is secure. Now, all of a sudden, it's not secure, and it's the Republicans' fault, right? Right, and I got to say, a huge part of this is a massive, cataclysmic strategic failure by Senate Republican leadership. Listen, for the past several months, we have been having knockdown, drag dragout fights at our lunches. Every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, the Senate Republicans all have lunch together. And I've been standing up along with other conservative senators, and I've been saying for months, number one, this border deal is terrible. It doesn't secure the border. Chuck Schumer does not want to secure the border. He refuses to do so. It is a disaster, number one. But number two, this is designed to fail. Schumer knows it will fail. The House of Representatives was explicit. The Speaker of the House said it was dead on arrival, so it had zero chance of becoming law. But why did Schumer want to do it? And this is entirely a political operation. It's a messaging operation. This is camouflage for the Democrats. Every Democrat Senate candidate in the country, every Democrat House candidate in the country, they're now going to stand up and say, we wanted to secure the border, but the mean old Republicans wouldn't do it. Now, it's a lie. 
this bill would not have secured the border. It would have made the problem worse. But unfortunately, our Republican leadership joined in what was essentially a political campaign orchestrated by Chuck Schumer that did enormous damage to the country. And and it was a massive in-kind contribution to every Democrat Senate candidate in the country. Mm -hmm. I want to talk to you about uh, funding for Israel. There are 14 Republicans who voted against the standalone bill. They say we must have these, uh, you know, these reductions elsewhere. Now, I, I want to say something to you about this. We're not talking about subsidies for electric vehicles. Yep. We're not talking about uh, bicycle paths. Every dollar is not the same. I think your budget now in Congress is what, six, seven trillion dollars for the, for our country? We have over a $300 trillion debt when you include un. Um, these uh, these entitlements that are never counted, they're off the books. You've got 7 million people in a tiny country surrounded by terrorists. I call it this Islamist crusade. Not only fighting for their survival, but trying to protect the birthplace of Jesus, where Jesus was killed. Churches, synagogues, holy sites, the patriarchs, the matriarchs. Effectively, this is the Taliban when they say the river to the sea. They want to blow out these sites. They want to blow out Christianity. They want to blow out Judaism. Very few Jews, very few Christians in these Arab countries. I have to say that a country that does not have the size or the capability to have its own military industry, but does have technology which improves upon munitions and so forth and so on, To get this caught in the sewer, in the muck over Ukraine, to get it caught over the border, to get it caught in all these things, plays right into the hands of the Democrats who are telling you, Biden tells you, not a penny for Israel till I get another $110 billion. And I'm sorry, the vast majority of the Freedom Caucus voted the right way. But there's a few holdouts, in my view, who did not. What do you think about that? You know, Mark, one of these days, you're going to say something on air I disagree with, but it hadn't happened yet. Um, I, I emphatically agree with what you just said. Listen, what is happening in Israel, this is the worst war in at least 50 years in the Middle East. What happened on October 7th was Israel's 9-11. It was the worst mass murder of Jews in a single day, in any day since the Holocaust. And Israel is fighting to eradicate Hamas. Now, understand, we support Israel not because we're in the welfare business, not because we're helping out some down-on-our-luck neighbor, but because it is in America's interest. Hamas murdered dozens of Americans on October 7th. Hamas hates America. It was one of the worst terror attacks in history against the United States of America as well. And eliminating Hamas is overwhelmingly in the interest of America. Hamas is right now issuing issuing global orders of jihad, demanding that terrorists come into America and commit the same kind of atrocities here that they did in Israel on October 7th. And so I believe we need to fund Israel with whatever it takes to utterly eliminate Hamas, and we should have done it on October 8th. The fact that we're sitting here in February is ridiculous. Joe Biden deliberately held Israel military aid hostage 
in order to push the rest of his agenda through. The House of Representatives a month ago passed Israel funding, and they paid for it, which is responsible, by cutting money that was allocated to fund 87,000 new IRS agents. That money should have been cut anyway. They passed it out of the House. Chuck Schumer refused to allow a vote on it. Now, I and several other senators, we, we used a, a rare procedural mechanism called a rogue cloture petition, and we seized control of the Senate floor from Chuck Schumer, and we forced a vote on, on the Israel military funding bill the House had just passed. Schumer whipped, and every single Democrat in the Senate voted against emergency military funding for Israel. Mind you, it was the day of the March for Israel. I'd been down there in the March for Israel on the Mall. Many of the Democrat senators were down there. They literally came from the March for Israel and came to the Senate floor and voted against emergency military funding for Israel. Now, what the House did today, I think the Speaker was absolutely right, and I'll tell you, Mark, I've been urging them to do it for two months, which is just vote on funding for Israel without it being paid for. As a general fiscal matter, I think we should pay for things, but the, the national security imperative is great enough that it puts every Democrat to the lie. If you vote against Israel military funding, their excuse before is they didn't like to pay for it reveals who you are. And, 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 and I think every person who voted no today committed a grievous error. And what happens if Israel loses? Yeah. All those holy sites of Christianity and Judaism will be gone, just like the Taliban. That's what they've told us. Our history, our ancestry, two of the great religions will be absolutely obliterated. Doesn't that count for something, too? Absolutely. And, and this is a battle, I believe, between civilization and barbarism. And the Biden administration is the most anti-Israel administration that has ever served in Washington. At every stage since Joe Biden was sworn in, they've been undermining Israel. They've been undermining the Israeli government. At every stage since October 7th, they've been pressing Israel, stop killing terrorists, do not attack Hamas, stop killing the terrorists. I believe we should stand with Israel and say whatever it takes for as long as it takes to utterly and completely eliminate Hamas. Ted Cruz, you're a great man. If people want to help you, where do they go? Well, I'm in a tough re-election campaign. You can go to our website. It is tedcruz.org. I can tell you Chuck Schumer has named me as his number one target in the country. The Democrats are going to spend $100 million against me. And just a week ago, the news broke that George Soros has already invested millions of dollars in Texas trying to beat me. And so I want to encourage your listeners, go to TedCruz.org, make a contribution, give $25, 50 $100. We're going to have $100 million from Schumer and Soros coming mm -hmm. against me. And my last reelect, Mark. I won by less than three points. It was incredibly close. So here's close. what we're going to do for Ted Cruz and Ted Cruz only, because I have to go. You need to come on here every three or four weeks. We need to remind people why you're the most important senator in the Senate, and we need to rally around you. And Ted Cruz, thank you. I got to go. I got a hard break. God bless you, my friend. We'll be right thank back. Thank you, my friend. God bless. Mark Lovin. Well, folks, thank you for being here. A crucially important, substantive program. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel, our truckers, 
Freedom fighters all over the world, our brothers and sisters in Ukraine and Israel. Most of all, thank God for each and every one of you. May God bless you, and I'll see you tomorrow.